The Zabuma dudes. That's right. Well, but there's somebody else. Oh, right. It's, who, who, it's at the tip of my tongue. Who's that other you, guy? Me and me you. Me and you and, and Arthur. No, uh, no, no. Fred, no. Uh, no. But, mm, uh, ba- uh, no. Drill. Mm, Ma, mm, oh, oh Z- Zabuma foo. There it is. And of course, why wouldn't it be? Well, welcome to Zabuma Dudes, the episodic Zabuma Foo podcast, where we are talking about the classic PBS children's series, Zabuma Foo, episode by episode. My name's Will Young, your stalwart Zabuma Foo enthusiast. And with me is my my cohort, uh, the, the, um, the Chris to my Martin would be uh, Lucas Mancini. Honorary crap brother himself, Lucas Mancini, reporting for duty, broadcasting live from Animal Junction. Glad to see you here, Will. The crap pack is in full effect here. <laughs> and uh, Z- <laughs> Z- Z- Zabumafu, nowhere to be found. But yeah, we're going to be talking about another episode of uh, PBS's Zabumafu, uh, which uh, this one was able to find on the official Zabumafu YouTube channel. So Very we'll- easy. Doesn't matter if you're in Canada, America, wherever. You can see every episode of Zabumafu online legally for free. So check them out. That's right. So today we're talking about the Zabumafu episode, uh, Horses. Wait, wait, we'll do it again. Three, three, two, one. Horses. Horses. That's right. Lucas, I never get to, we've been talking about this for 28 episodes. I never get tired of it. I never get tired of it. Like I you, like to think there's some sort of spirits that, uh, uh, like, someone died or was like murdered a very, very long time ago in Animal Junction, and so their spirit is sort of tied to this astral plane. Cursed to say the names of episodes so for yes, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like there's some sort of ghosts infesting Animal Junction that it, need to remind us what animal we're going to be talking about today. That's right. Um, horses. 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 Uh, and of course, I'm, hey Lucas, it's been we've been doing this for almost a year, but I just got to go back to it again, like the Zabumafu theme song. So the first thing I realized, I know you'd think I would have noticed this the first twenty eight, uh, first twenty seven times we watched this yeah, show. Yeah. But the first thing I noticed immediately mm-hmm. is like, wow, when I was a kid, I didn't realize this show was shot on cheap digital cameras, but like almost immediately, it looks like terror, like. 
just from a pure like HD perspective, mm. I never realized this is shot on like consumer grade digital cameras. Well, you can tell that the outdoor shots are uh, yeah, specifically uh, the outdoor shots. A much lesser quality than when we get into Animal Junction, which you kind of told me like I came to you earlier in the week and I was like, what do you think Animal Junction is that they got all of these animals? And you're like, dude, it's a set. They just bring them in. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then they just film wherever else because, of course, the Krat brothers are globe trotters. Well, okay, so let's get into it. This opening shot of Zabumafu leaping, he's the leaping lemur, of course. That leaping lemur. Our titular Zabumafu. I think that's like the only shot they have of Zabumafu in its natural environment. Right. Because they use that one piece of footage of Zabumafu leaping over and over. And like whenever Zabumafu's going from point A to point B, not in Animal Junction, it's the one shot from the theme song. Well, they call and they call Zabu in and he's like in the woods somewhere. So I'm pretty sure they shot that. But of course, then they had to get the lemur into the studio uh yeah so we, we, speaking of that theme song yeah. that's right so it's, it's it's very good at explaining what the show is all about while walking through the woods one day chris and martin the krat brothers who also had their uh, tv show krat's creatures so they this is not their first time around the bend for children's tv uh krat's creatures i've been thinking trying to think for the last 27 weeks what that show is called yeah i just I, remembered I, I still have not seen it after 27 no, weeks of watching Zabumafu. i've never why, seen why would you why, why would you need to We've yeah, got it doesn't have Zabumafu. my little buddies it doesn't have any leaping lemurs on krat's creatures just creatures just Ew. certainly not. Uh, they followed their new bouncing friend, not knowing where the adventures would end. And the animals followed them where they were going. They didn't know. And how did they get there? Come on, let's go. And assumedly, uh, Zabumafu led them to Animal Junction. I wonder. I wonder. It's a kind of a chicken in the egg scenario. Like, Which what came, came first? first Animal, the, Junction? Animal Junction or the Krat Brothers? Like, did they build Animal Junction or was it already there? Well, see, I think that Zabumafu was aware of the fact that food can turn him into an intelligent creature. Oh, we're getting way so, ahead of ourselves. So, here. well, I don't think so because, I mean, it's <laughs> That's all... true. We have talked about this 27 times already. That's the right. The internal logic of why Zabumafu turns from a, a lemur into some sort of puppet that has human intelligence. Listen, we got into it way big in the second episode, so I I don't think we need to retread ground here, but it's just like, yeah, food turns a boomafu into an intelligent animal who can speak, uh, who can grab things, mm-hmm. like just uh, very, very. Who's human. still kind of an idiot, though? Oh, yeah, very much so. Like I, we're using the if term can, intelligent in the loosest way possible. Maybe like, what's the word I'm looking for? He can, can, Sen- sentient. Sentient. Yes, he becomes a, uh, able to communicate with English, uh, and that's just about it. Yeah. Um, also, I want to point out the other thing that's in Animal Junction is some sort of Star Trek-like replicator, <laughs> which uh, produces Zabumafu's food. Well, it's it's like I I well, gosh, I've seen this show so many times. I just it's escaping me right now. I can't think of uh, what what that food thing is called. But there's all kinds of different slots for food. I remember I loved that as a kid because. It was all about food. Yeah. And just like, look at all the different foods. And there's like one for Martin. And there's one for Chris. And there's one for Zabumafu. And like oh, Martin, Martin's, a- Martin's is like Cheetos or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I didn't get a good look. And you'd think I'd been able to see it the last 27 episodes. Mine but- would be like crushed up Oreos or Ooh, something. Mine would be like uh, like a pancake or something. Like A pancake in like a tube? Like how would you how would you dole that out? Oh, you know that's that is a bad idea. You gotta let me. You put me on the spot here. Um, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, so we kind of we get our t- the ghosts tell us what the episode is. It mm-hmm. tells us what animal we're talking about, uh, and then the Krat brothers arrive on the scene. And listen, 
I know this is well-worn comedy territory yep. to point out that hosts of children's television show sometimes sound like they're on drugs, okay? Yes. Yep. Like, I get it. I get it. It's like, oh, the guy from Blue's Clues, he's like stoned, oh, mm-hmm. he's, he's in college. But guys, come on. The Crab Brothers, it's more than them just kind of talking with this... Th- in children's shows, the adult hosts usually have a specific manner of speaking where they're like, hey, what's going on? To, I'm to, talking to a kid. You have to project positivity. But there's like an extra layer of California with the Ka- Crap Brothers that just sounds like, you know, they've been they've been smoking some of that grass on the way to Animal Junction. Some of that sweet, sweet animal grass. Because like, I think it's the use of the word bro and also, I think they have an accent like they are from California because they're just like, oh, what's going on, bro? It's me. It's Chris and Martin, man. Like, uh, I think I think they it's a little bit toned down from that. It's not quite, you know, it's not like gnarly, dude. It's not, it's oh, not like it's, it, it's almost there, though. It's, Sometimes. But I it's don't not know. but it's not like full Michelangelo from the Ninja Turtles. I feel like it's like no, three it's, steps back. No, from Michael. it's not. It's not full on. But like they, they do kind of have a little bit of a just like. It's it's more than like Steve from Blue's Clues or whatever. It's mm-hmm. it, they're just like we're the Craft Brothers. I don't know. I, I got a I got a very specific California vibe. It might just be their whole look too. Mm. The work boots with the white socks poking out and the like baggy grunge T-shirts. I could totally believe that they are from California. They like they look like the kind of guys like, and that's not a negative. Just like that would like to surf. They just kind of have. I don't know, just that air about them. So I mean, you're right. I just don't think that it's like they're they're not like ooh, 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 like shaka bra. They're I mean, not like I, that I mean, bad. the the first sounds you make they get pretty close later mm. on in this episode. So they arrive on the scene. The second thing I notice uh-huh. after the digital cameras uh, filming the outdoor shots is that I never realized this before, but almost all of the dialogue on this show is ADR'd in post. Like they didn't record any of the dialogue on set, or if they did, they recorded very, very little of it. Almost all of the spoken dialogue in this show, of course for Zabumafu, because he's a puppet, uh, spoilers, kayfabe mm. breaking, yeah. Zabumafu is a puppet, but <laughs> the the Kraft brother, Kraft Brothers themselves, like whatever they're speaking, it's them talking in a studio, like matching that dialogue to the footage they already shot. I don't think it happens as much as you're uh, as you're letting on. It does happen, it, but like it's totally it's like the whole show, dude. No, it's not the whole show. More than I'm used to. It's in like television. when they're it's like when they're not on camera. Like you can tell it totally when they're happens ta- when, when they're on camera. No, too. it does. It does. It totally does. I'll show I'll show you after the podcast. But it like absolutely totally does. I don't. Uh, I don't think I, so. I, it, to the point where I thought but, it was. Because, noticeable because no because I noticed when the ADR was happening and a lot of it was like when no, none of them were on the screen or like their face was turned away and like I don't know but uh, that's not to say it doesn't happen it definitely does so they enter into Animal Junction they're moving uh, they're moving they're bucking a bale of hay and moving <laughs> moving like a thing of oats and then Martin trips over a felled tree that somehow ended up in the Animal Junction without destroying any of the walls. So I don't know. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about that, how did that tree – there's so many questions. Like first off, where is Animal Junction on the global A studio. <laughs> well, uh, sure. But like, you know, if we were going to talk about some other show, like let's say, for example, Arthur. Right? No, like – A lot of people like ask the, questions. Like The Simpsons. Or The Simpsons or, or Arthur, you know, 90s cartoons. A lot of people wonder, a, where is Springfield? Wait, what's Arthur? Oh, it's it's a show I used to watch on PBS like after Zabumafu was on when I was a kid. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think I ever. But caught like it. for example, The Simpsons, people are like, "Where's Springfield in yeah. the world?" 
where's Animal Junction? Is it in Africa? Is it in the continental United States? Well, it's theoretically somewhere where all of these different types of animals from the entire show all live and they can just mosey in whenever they want. Maybe to. it's like the TARDIS where like Animal Junction just goes to the a- we think we see it as the animals going to Animal Junction, mm-hmm. but it's actually Animal Junction going to the animals. Oh, ho, ho. OK, I like and it. And that's how it teleported where the tree like arrived. I'm trying to make sense of this with some sort of inter- am, internal logic. I understand. Uh, the TARDIS actually makes a bit more sense than you would uh, than you would initially think. Also, uh, again, mm. playing sorry, uh, again playing into the California vibe of the Crap Brothers. When they see this tree, one of them goes, "Whoa, where did this come from?" There's there is a lot of like, "Whoa!" They're very bewildered. Yeah, they're very. Uh, they're very at, in awe of the world around them, like kids, like like well, sure. well, like how a studio executive thinks that kids act. But of course, they have a, another TV show under their belts for kids, so I think that they know their audience pretty well. Then they call Zabu, and how do you feel about the nickname Zabu for as short for Zabumafu? I mean, you can't say Zabumafu all the time. That's very true. But like, but something about Zabu, I don't know. I don't. The really thing like that it. always bugged me about that is the way it's spelled, because it sounds like if you were to write it out, it would be like Z A B U. But of course, when I was a kid, I used to always watch with the closed captions on, and they would spell it out Z O B O O. So it's like Zobu. And Zobu. I'm like, and it's like no, that's but it's it's Zabu. It's my directed DVD sequel to Zardoz. <laughs> the penis is bad. The gun, the gun is good. good. <laughs> the, the su- lemur is bad. The, the hey, crats are good. The crats are good. The suicidal, homicidal, genocidal Zabu uh, is how I th- would think it was supposed to be spelled. <laughs> uh, so, of course, he comes in, and <laughs> I think it was Martin. He's just like, Zabu never talks until he eats his snack. And I'm just like, dude, I've seen the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they got to, for new listeners, they got to, just just like how we introduce ourselves at the start of every show, yeah. they got to set up the internal logic. Because you know what? Even kids are like, wait a minute, what? He, he could talk after he eats? Right. What? If you didn't know, you would need a crap brother to explain it That's to right. you. And there's always something different. So in this one, it's papaya. Papaya. So he doesn't like to eat the seeds, but of course he eats well, the fruit around the seeds. One of the crap, crap brothers describes as... These little bally things, which are seeds, or or seeds, dude. You could have just said <laughs> seeds. Uh, yeah, so that def- that definitely gets him talking. Uh, they do the little animation of him, and then all of a sudden he's a puppet. Uh, and as we do, as we've done with every episode, uh, we get the uh, the who could it be segment where they get the animation of the you know starting from like a little ball of clay into what the animal is. <laughs> Did you guess what it was? I did. Okay. I don't know if it was the ghosts telling us what it was at the start of the episode. Right. Or the obvious clues during the animation. But by the end, I was like, oh, I think that's Gengar. I mean, it's a horse. (laughs) It's Pikachu. It's Pikachu. I say that because this is sort of this show's weekly who's Who's that that Pokemon segment. Who's that crat creature? Who's that crack creature? I don't know. I thought for a while that was going to be a camel, but uh, no, it turned <laughs> out to be a horse. Uh, and then a and then a horse uh, struts into the uh, struts into Animal Junction. It's a, a foal, actually, a, a a younger horse. So there. And we like to goof on this show, but sure. I will say it's very effective at being educational. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a baby horse was called a foal. I probably forgot it. 
I definitely it was not in my memory bank. Like if you, so I was it, like, oh, I'm learning. If you asked me, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell you that. I but would say pony. Sure, that's why I probably would have said that. Yeah. Too. So I was I was happy to be I was happy to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're taught, you know, they kind of look at the. Uh, look at the pony and, uh, or excuse me, the foal. Look, I just made that mistake again. It's the reason we're not Krat Brothers. That's right. Uh, Krat Brother understudies. And they decide to name it Fuzz. Yeah, one of them says Fuzz is a great name. I disagree. Yeah, Fuzz is a bad name. Fuzz is, <laughs> Fuzz is what it has, not what it is. Uh, they just kind of thought that up. I, th- I think that was like a Zabu thing. I think he was just like, it's like I'm going to call you Fuzz. And I'm like, yeah, well. So should we get into this now? I don't really like Zabumufu as a character. Okay, so we've been sitting on this for like 28 episodes, but I kind of agree. I I like the crap brothers. Like I didn't want to alienate anybody because you know <laughs> it is got, the Zabumafu podcast. I know we've got all that nostalgia and just like you know I kind of grinned and bared it for 27 episodes, but honestly, it's been a long day and just like no, I I'm not really a big fan of Zabu. I'm here more for the crap brothers. I, I totally agree. The crap brothers they have this. You know, you you talked about it earlier. They have this sort of wonder that they bring about with them, and it's infectious. Like, yeah. I like spending time with them. If I was a kid, I'd be like, yeah, the crap brothers are like, whoa, look at these animals. And I'm like, whoa, it's a baby horse. They're, they're great. Like, they have a great enthusiasm and charisma that's perfect for a kid's show. It's like in uh, Parks and Recreation when Andy has his uh, Johnny Karate show and Mm -hmm. it's just like this dude is meant to talk to kids because he basically is one. But Chris and Martin have like this really unique kind of way of speaking to kids. It's infectious. Yeah, it is. And it's like, it comes across very naturally. It doesn't seem like they're putting it on. And it, that's saying something, especially because there's like 30-something episodes in this season of Zabumafu, which I'm sure that they taped in like a month. Or a day. Uh, like, d- yeah. If, if Eric Andre could tape all of the Eric Andre show in a day, I'm sure that oh, a lot of, I bet they had the studio time for Animal Junction Yikes. to part the kimono a little bit. I bet they had the studio time for <laughs> Animal Junction for a lot shorter than you might think and so all of those segments were filmed in like a day that's probably true um, I will say though like even as an adult I find the Krat Brothers they come off as like people I'd want to hang out with sure. like they seem like fun guys yeah uh, especially like think about how hard it must be to muster up that enthusiasm like you said mm-hmm. after a grueling multi-day shoot mm-hmm. over and over and over again Zabumafu I don't think I'd want to hang out with he's kind of like He's kind of dumb. He's kind of dumb, and he also carries himself in like an annoying, self-important way, where he's yeah. like, "I'm Zabumafu. I know this. I know this. It's me, Zabumafu." It's like, "Ooh, Zabumafu, my dude. Could you tone it down like fifty percent?" The maybe? title of the show is my name. I'm the star. It's like uh, maybe, but you only, like the Crap Brothers. I think own the lease to Animal Junction, so like they could ask you to leave at any time. <laughs> He's like Baby's first Sonic the Hedgehog of just like oh, Sonic's so much cooler. Zabumafu is not rude, nor is he cool. So much cooler. Oh, we do. We do not need to get into this, but I think I think Sonic the Hedgehog is a pretty radical dude. He is a the fastest thing alive. <sighs> B he loves chili dogs. Uh-huh. C he's got his best friend Tails. He sure does. Blue streak, speed of sound, Sonic the Hedgehog. This was uh, this was something I never needed to learn about you, and and it's my fault. I'm sorry I brought it up. 
all the same. We can both agree that Zabumafu is uh, not the best. But but like we say, at least he's kind of anchored by two guys that we'd much rather spend time with. And really, the whole show is, I mean, it is his name on the show. So he's, you know, got all, he's got the stroke, brother. Yeah. So he can put himself in as many scenes as he wants to. And of course, a lot of the, a lot of the physical comedy, or the comedy in general, is kind of based around him. And well, speaking of which, we got a great moment of physical. This was probably my favorite Zabumafu moment in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sort of playing around the horse and like pointing out different things at the horse and like sort of freaking out about this horse at Animal mm-hmm. Junction. And we get a quick shot of uh, we get a shot of Zabumafu riding a horse. Yes, and he's like a lemur on a horse. That's got to be a first. And I'm like, you know what, Zabumafu? Probably. You're probably right. To at least to human history that we that we've to recorded human history, sure. Prior to this episode, have you ever seen a lemur on a horse? No, but I can't prove that it never happened. True. Uh, but sure, let's just say for the sake of argument, he's right. I don't know. It's like the other thing is that Zabumafu's manner of speaking always kind of sticks in my head, and like, and it's not not in a good way, not in a bad way. It's just I always remember Jesus to like, well, look at that, a horse, a uh, uh, horse riding lemur. A lemur riding a horse. He does the wah, wah, wah thing a lot. He's like Steamboat Willie era Mickey Mouse turned up to like 21. <laughs> so instead of being like, oh, it's me, Mickey. He's like, and it sounds like a dying trombone or something. He also says uh, Mangatsika, which I've been looking for the definition for this for 27 episodes. It took me some real dark, dark internet search. Web. You Deep logged w- on to Tor, you get onto the Silk Road, and you were like, uh, hey guys, I'm not trying to hire a hitman or anything, I just want to know, what is Zabumafu talking about? That's right, so I found that it's, a, that it's a Malagasy phrase, meaning, I can't believe my eyes. Oh, now how would, that's really interesting, but it begs the question, I wonder if they ever, I don't remember if they ever explained this in the past 27 episodes or so, but a kid would not know that. Mm-mm. I think it's just something fun to say because like it is kind of fun to kind of sounds like monkey you know Uh, I will also say that in my exploration through the deep web I found out that uh, the lemur Zabumafu was played by a lemur named Jovian and he played Zabu until he died three years ago R.I.P. He he died at the age of 20 of kidney failure oh my goodness it happens to the best of us it (laughs) does Hopefully not kidney failure. Uh, so after they kind of have uh, have some fun with the foal, then we get our first foray into Zabu land of the episode, uh, which is the claymation uh, part of the episode. So uh, he goes into there, and it's a story. Yeah. Well, so prior to this, we get yeah, some of the sorry, Zabu land characters seep into the real world. Yeah, they get they have a little bit of cameos here and there. It's left unclear if this is. Like, here's a question I have about Zabu Land. Sure. Is it an actual physical place, or is all of this in Zabumafu's imagination, and he's lying to the Crap Brothers about these experiences? You know what? You could make a case for either one. Because I don't think the Crap Brothers ever acknowledge the Mm -hmm. characters that show up from Zabu Land. And the way they pop up in the live action sequences is actually really awkward and kind of stilted. I feel like it's to keep kids in, uh, like... 
if you were like a really ADHD rattled kid and you yeah. were starting to get bored of horse facts, a random claymation character being like, oh, 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 you'd be like, whoa, I'm engaged again. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. No. It was It's my probably my least favorite part of the show is when the Zabuland characters show up in real life. Well, it my, feels out of place. Well, actually, when I used to watch Zabumafu, I used to watch it basically just for the claymation segments. Mm. And so I guess as a kid, when they would show up in the real world, it'd be just like, don't worry, uh, claymation is coming up soon. Like, we're still here. I'm like, oh, cool. But now it's like, now I'm actually getting more enjoyment out of the live action segments as an adult. And then they're just like, I exist too. Look at me. Look at me. And like, go away. We're talking about horses. Like, you don't belong here. You're not real. Also, you have like three frames of animation. You're like a gif that just like walked into Animal they're, Junction. Yeah, they're like a 2001 era gif. But I will say the actual full-on claymation bits, the art style in them is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's why I liked them so much as a kid. And so the first one in Zabu Land, it's Zabu and his pal Bugly, who is like a uh, b- giant beetle sort of thing. Giant who f- loves to scat. I was going to say, he's bebopping and scatting all over this episode of Zabu Land. He is just like, beep, bop, a doop, zaboom, a doop. I'm got a beep and the boopity dap. Let's, yeah. uh, let's flick it and fly over the wood, wood, wah. And then I'll go, just like, it's literally, that's his speech pattern. I, uh, no, I agree. I got nothing to add. As uh, I just want to say, I love scatting. And, uh, yeah. Not that kind of scat, though. No, don't Google search. He is that. a he is a beetle. Now that I think about it, <laughs> you know what I mean. I wonder if they thought of that when they came up with the character. Like, what a beetle's like. Like they like scat. Yeah, no, it's just uh, Zabu Land is him on uh, on Bugly. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I do like the art style. I like how colorful everything is. Yeah, I, I, it reminded me of the animation in Pengu, but Pengu's kind of got muted color. Yeah, Pengu's Pengu's almost got. It's almost like it's filmed on like with less lighting. But it's also darker lighting in Antarctica, or I don't know which pole it's at actually. So I'm showing my ignorance here. I need to watch the penguin episode of Zabumafu yeah. to learn where the penguins live. But uh, I will say it's like all ice and then black and white penguins. So there's not a lot of opportunities for color. Yeah. Whereas Zabu Land is completely fictional, so it's got these weird alienscapes. Yeah. That are pretty interesting to look at. It reminds me of this is gonna kill me. There is a there's a PC adventure game. That was like all claymation, and it was called the Neverscape. I think is the Never something. And oh gosh, it's gonna... claymation part and beaten chaos for the GameCube. Beaten uh, Katos. Beaten. Uh, it's that card. B- Batten Kaitos. Batten Kaitos for the GameCube has a claymation part. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Uh, so after that one, uh, we get the appearance of the Foles' mom. And <laughs> there's a hilarious bit there where the Crap Brothers are like, isn't the full happy to see their yeah. mom? Smash cut to stone face horses. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I, I wrote that down, too. The quote was, isn't the full ha- full happy to see her mom? And I was just like, I guess. There's a lot of hilarious like use of smash cuts. And I think unintentionally hilarious <laughs> yeah. use of smash cuts. Earlier in the episode, there's a part where one of the Crap Brothers looks directly into the camera, shakes his head and goes, that, that leaping, leaping lemur. lemur. Yeah, just they got to they got to make their own fun. <laughs> well, it, this begs a question. I was really curious, how much of these sequences do you think is scripted? 
Because a lot of it feels, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Like, I know they probably blocked out the general pot, uh, plot. Okay, we have this tree in Animal Junction. We got to get it out with this horse. But in between, there's a lot of little asides that mm-hmm. feel completely unscripted. Like, when the ho- the foal is first introduced, there's all these shots of, like, the Crab Brothers being like, Whoa, look at this! And then now, Zabubafu's on the horse! Isn't that crazy? It almost feels like they were like, Okay, boys, we're going to film you. Go wild. Probably a bit more than you might think. I'm just thinking of the fact that, like, you know, they would have to coordinate an animal being there. They would have to make sure that, you know, they're not spooking it or anything. Mm. And they have to make sure that they have, like, all of the pertinent facts in mind, which, you know, being the Krat brothers, maybe they have a better mind for that than I do. But I would, like, need to be focusing on that first. But I'm sure there's a bit of leeway for them to kind of do their own thing. And, you know, it's not like they're going to go completely blue and off script or something. Uh, I would love to see the behind the scene footage, though. Could you imagine? That was like the thing in the back of my mind of this whole episode. It's like, I wonder what the Crap Brothers are really like. I would love to see an Eric Andre style show with the Krat Brothers at the helm. <laughs> like doing the same, like it's the same thing as the Boomafu, except just crazier. A little bit of a wink and a nod. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then this is the part of the episode where they go to the closet and go on a trip. They go into the closet. They're going on a trip. They're going to the closet to grab their stuff and split. Oh, wait. Is this the part where they go to the closet? I think so, because my next... Uh, I think this is... We see a shot of them outside, actually. Oh, you know... You know okay, a, sorry. Yeah. This sorry. This is a bit of a cutaway. It wasn't them actually going yeah, out. Yeah, and trust me, the only reason I remember that is because the thing we cut away to is an image that will be seared into my brain until I die. So it's Chris and Martin uh, having a nice, nice horse ride, and it's lit with uh, very soft lighting, like you said, on that kind of cheaper digital camera and the way that's lit is like very soft Hollywood lighting it's just like you know if I didn't know that they were brothers this is very romantic well they're both riding the same horse yeah two crats one horse um (laughs) and it almost does look like the cover of like a Harlequin novel or something and they're just having a great time. <laughs> yeah, no, and and uh, it, I think it was I think it was like a j- extended joke about like a pony crossing, and then a bunch of ponies like go under their horse. I also want to say I didn't notice until they were on a horse, so they kind of get they ride up on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Crab Brothers' shorts are very, 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 very short. I get that they have to do a lot of jumping in the jungle, mm-hmm. much like a lemur would. They're active. They need those free calf muscles, mm-hmm. but uh, they're they're almost chubbies. They're so short. <laughs> Chubbies. Uh yeah, no, I didn't I I can't say I noticed. I wasn't really looking at their shorts, but uh fair enough. Yeah, so sorry, that was a bit of a cutaway. They're not going to the closet just yet because uh then uh the foal goes to sleep and like and they're talking about how uh how horses sleep, so the the mama horse will just sleep standing up, and then the foal just kinda, you know, go like uh, goes on its haunches and goes to sleep and it looks really cute. I thought that was really cute. One of the crap brothers has that syndrome where they just fall asleep no matter uh, out of nowhere. Narco- narcolepsy. Yeah, one of the crap brothers has narcolepsy. Martin I, does. I hope they don't uh, operate heavy machinery or anything like that. By the way, in case you're confused at this point, Martin is in the blue and Chris is in the green. I totally like lost track, so I'm going to lean on you for that. I also want to say before the uh, horse falls asleep, two things. One, uh, one of the crap brothers gives the advice, before you pet a horse, always make sure a grown-up says it's okay. Yeah. Solid advice. Yep, solid advice. Uh, Secondly, there's an extended sequence of uh, the horse breastfeeding. 
mm. uh, from its mom, which is a part of nature. It's true. But I had the thought sitting to myself reviewing this episode. I'm 22 years old and I'm watching a YouTube video of a horse breastfeed. What has my life become? <laughs> it's like that uh, that Simpsons gag when Kent Bronkman's doing the news and they just have the file the file video of the uh, the little lamb sucking on the bottle and he just leaves. <laughs> uh, at one point, uh, Martin compares eye sizes with the horse, and that, I thought that was pretty funny because it's just like him getting really close up to the horse's face. And he's like, uh, 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 "Look at the eye," uh, 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 and it's just like. Ugh. Uh, and Martin's expressions, both of their expressions are really like an unsung hero of this show. Like there's the way the Crap Brothers talk, but the way they carry themselves, like they always just have their basic face is like mouth agape with excitement. Yeah. And their eyes uh, wide open. Again, I want to point out this is another great opportunity to be educational. I didn't know that horses had the largest eyes of any land mammal. Another thing this show taught me. I didn't actually hear that part. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, this is where I had the note of the the clay animals interrupting because there's like the one with the long fingers. I forget his name. He's just like, my fingernails are for running. I'm like, just shut up. They're trying <laughs> to teach me something. <laughs> you don't belong here. You're not real. You're not of this realm. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So eventually we get around to the, they get the bright idea that they're going to get the mother horse to drag out the tree from Animal Junction so that they can... Uh, uh, have all of their room back. Oh, sorry. I'm going to stuff you there again. There yeah. is, is, is this before or after the, where they jiggle its face? Uh, I think this is, uh, I think that's after. So go ahead. Okay. So there is a part uh, where the Kratz jiggle the horse's face right. to show how stretchy its face muscles are. And it got me thinking the horse can't be into this. Now, mm-hmm. I'm no horse expert, but okay. We're going to get a little bit dark here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. Anybody who's rented the lizard man to come to your birthday party and show off your animals oh, yeah, yeah. knows that these animals are under some sort of sedation. I was, You know what? I was thinking the same thing. I was wondering w- what type of sedation that we do for, for and for which animals because there are- It could th- be none. The be- Krat brothers could be horse because, whispers. Because like, you know, I'm, you know, they have episodes like even in the opening, they're like episodes with puppies. And I'm like, oh, puppies. Like, you don't like they're not going to attack you or anything. But it's like if a horse is spooked, it's going to go kind of nuts. Well, so, unless it's super trained. Right. Exactly. But so, they so, are like so, pulling so, on its face. So how much of it is training and how much of it is sedation and mm. which is which with which animal? Yeah. So that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like if you sedated a lemur, it wouldn't be jumping around. So no, that's Zabumafu a, is definitely not sedated. No, that's the thing sedated. is that like neither neither the horse nor the foal looked really tired. They didn't really move though. No, they didn't move much either. But again, it could be good training, but it's a good question. I'm not really sure. I'm glad you brought that up though. Uh, yeah, so they uh, get the horse to drag it out. This is where I kind of looked at the log and, you know, I don't know why I thought it was real in the first place, but I'm just <laughs> like... I didn't, I didn't even consider that the log wasn't real. <laughs> But I just kind of looked at it, and like the uh, the part of it that was broken was just just a little too perfect looking, and I'm like, that's a fake log, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, and then you think about it, just like, yeah, of course it's a fake log. They wouldn't like chop down a ch- like you would you would think that with a show that with heavy environmental message and with that's based around animals, they wouldn't chop down a tree to just put in a shot and then have a horse take out. And I'll- also, they probably wouldn't want a horse to drag a real tree. I was a little bit obsessed with the fact I was too busy thinking about uh, if the Crap Brothers had the proper permits to remove this tree, this fallen tree, 
or like what are the laws like in Animal Junction? <laughs> the, zone, I, the zoning laws? It's just strange to me. Zone boomafu? Zone <laughs> the z- zaburocracy. <laughs> <laughs> There's the title of the episode. Uh, it's about here, I think, that Zabu gets a song in. So I guess I think like wait, is that sorry again? Is this before or after they almost choke him to death? Uh, right. So they would have tied up the horse to the tree. Like this. Uh, sorry for kind of getting in each other's way here. It's just that Z- uh, Zabufu is more more free form. It's like it's, yes. it's like it's like improvisational jazz. I was just gonna PBS say it's kid. like audiovisual jazz. Man, I guess this is the as good as time to any to get into this. The way this show is edited is. I get that you need to edit a show to keep a kid's attention, but there's some parts where it just seems like it's edited almost sloppily. Hmm. Um, Like people, there's a lot of jump cuts and a lot of times people will be edited out of their sentences. Like a shot will interrupt someone's sentence, Mm -hmm. which is like editing 101 no-no. Right. Uh, So it kind of comes off as amateur hour, but I I, I couldn't let you move on without talking about the part where the Krat brothers are trying to remove the log, but they almost do it with the rope tied around Zaboom Mufu's neck and choke him to death. I think it was more like it looked like it was around his whole his whole body, including his neck. So he was choking and being like, but he was like at a lock of oxygen. He was like, oh guys, oh oh god, yeah, like yeah, it was a little yeah, it was kind of morbid, a little morbid, yeah. Uh, but no, he goes into his song about how I f- I feel horseish. Like I had here a little. This is what this is a song. I feel different, not the same. This kind of feeling I can't explain. There's only one thing that I can do. I feel horseish. How about you? It's 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 really it's really bad. Like I it's just like I like I don't even remember the tune. It's just like I feel horseish. I feel like a horse. And it like also horseish is a weird series of consonants put together. So it's like I feel horish. And like mm, ooh. Ooh. I wonder if this song would be better if you got like Migos to do it. I feel horseish. I feel wait. I don't, wait. I don't know. I feel horses. What? I, don't I feel know. like a horse. What? I don't know. I feel like a horse. Horsey. I feel like like. I don't know who that is. There's a uh, there's another cadence you could do this with that would make it sound more musically appealing. But the way Zabumafu talks. So the way you did that made me think of like what would I feel horseish be like if it was done by designer designer. So okay, you have a very good point of reference. Designer sounds like future. Who kind of sounds like Migos. So you're totally gotcha. on the right track. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Same, Some people would say same ilk. Uh, Migo sounds like future, so okay, it depends sure. on it's a chicken and the egg scenario. All right. uh, but we're all we're all in the same wavelength. I like cheesecake at night. There you cheesecake. go. Cheesecake. <laughs> I love cheesecake. I love cheesecake at nighttime, real late at night. Cheesecake, do man, top it off before you go to sleep. <laughs> I un- unless there's anything else that I missed, uh, I think this is the point where they get the letter from Jackie. Uh, there is a part where the Kratz do their awful horse impressions. Yeah. And they're kind of hopping around like they're pretending to be horses. Yeah, they do that. Uh, that part's terrible. But also, it's just like to encourage kids at home to do horse noises because everybody, every, all kids like to do Well, horse. they also encourage kids to chew loudly like a horse oh, in yeah. one part, which I'd... is like kind of bad advice. It's kind of like why parents would complain about Dora all the time because Dora would be like, and now scream as loud as you can. Scream, children. 
Scream! So, like, if you had Did a... Did she sh- do that? Uh, no, but she would be like, oh, can you see them? And then, like, if you were a kid, you'd be like, yeah, I see them! And so your parents would be like, God, Dora, shut up. But this part, uh, one of the crap brothers is like, can you chew like a horse? <laughs> Which I, I, I can't imagine parents were so pleased about kids being like, Mom, I can chew like a horse. Watch. Yeah. Go to the phone and dial 911. Oh, my goodness. And then a vulture. That's Yeah, so that's so. <laughs> this is the letter from Jackie. And then a, vul- a vulture comes in and perches on Martin's head. I was I was worried because I was like, I don't think that's safe. Like, that looks like it might hurt. Because I thought when, like, a bird perches, they really, like, dig into a branch or something that they're on. I'm just like, is is it digging into its head? Like, is he okay? Specifically vultures. It, I was under the impression that vultures, more so than any other raptor bird, were known for ripping off off people's scalps. Yeah. So I was like, uh, Mr. Kratt, paging Mr. Kratt, yeah. is that okay? I'm sure it was a trained vulture. <laughs> I'm sure he was declawed. These Kratt brothers, they're experts. They, they're and, they, and they're still alive. So Maybe clearly... we have a vulture episode to come that will explain. Uh, that's That'd be a really boring episode. I don't know, man. All the corpse thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. The crap brothers are like, whoa, look at this dead body. How are we going to get rid of it in the middle of this desert? Oh, you hear that? It's like this episode, except instead of a log, it's a dead body. Exactly. Oh, my God. Someone, one of the crap brothers is like freaking out. He's like, I can't go back to jail, man. We got to get this dead body out of Animal Junction. I got an idea. Let's call our vulture friend. Let's call Zabu. He'll know what to do. Oh, man. Oh, no. I, I I ordered a male stripper and he OD'd. Zabu. <laughs> you oh. really screwed us up this time, Zaboomafu. You leaping lemur. Good thing I have a friend in the police department. He'll make this all go under the table in Zabu land. <laughs> Zabu, you've been taking that stuff again. This is real life. I don't want to hear about Zabu land no more. Oh, I'll smoke till I die. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so this is a letter from Jackie, who is uh, their uh, little girl correspondent out in the out in the real world. And she's uh, having a bit of a horse ride. And then she uh, ends up picking up a styrofoam cup and encourages you to do the same, which is, of course, another good piece of advice. Always pick up after yourself. What you think of uh, what do you think of Jackie? Jackie seemed pretty charismatic. She made a good point. She said, a styrofoam cup looks like a styrofoam cup to me and you, but to a horse, mm-hmm. looks like food. Looks you like might food. try to eat it. Looks like food to me, pal. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is what prompts them to go to the closet to go on a trip because they're going to go out and uh, have some horse adventures of their own. <laughs> right before they do that, oh, this is like probably my favorite dialogue from this whole episode. One of them goes... Horses, horses, horses. I love horses. We need to do more stuff with horses. It reminds me of there's one noisy episode where uh, I love it's like they send the guy from Vice to visit I love McConan in his hood in Atlanta. Okay. And they do shrooms with shrooms, shrooms. They do shrooms with I love McConan. And there's a part where the guy from Vice and I love McConan are staring up at the sky and I love McConan goes, I think we need to have more moon technology. That's what I thought of here when the crap brother goes, we need to do more stuff with horses, more more horse stuff. 
we went to Animal Junction with the Krat Brothers and smoked, oh my and, God. And smoked PCP. What a great Vice episode that would be. Vice Land. We went to Animal Junction. What's Animal Junction really like? Right. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> Did you think that the stuff was going to fall on them this time? Because we ask ourselves that every episode. Yeah, it's like, is the stuff going to fall on them? I was actually surprised how quick this sequence is. In my mind, it takes a lot. There's a lot more, whoa, as the stuff all falls it, on them. There's a lot more drama. Maybe they needed to get more horse facts in, but it felt like this was really quick. Like, okay, let's go to the closet. Oh, by the way, the closet song, much better than the horse song. I kind of like the closet song. It was yeah, stuck be, in my head. Well, because this one is going to be in every episode. Yeah. So the, the the horse song almost feel, felt like improvised. <laughs> This one is like no, we 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 got this down. We, yeah, we composed. They're going this. to the closet and they're heading out the door. They're going to the closet. They're going on a trip. They're going to the closet to grab their Here we go. split. They're going on a cool adventure. Yeah, they don't know what's in store. They're running from the closet and they're headed out the door. Uh, so they go on a little bit of a horse adventure. Uh, Martin, in the uh, transition from studio camera to digital camera, uh, acquires a, uh, a Stetson hat and a plaid shirt. Yeah, we get to see his Sea Wright cowboy outfit. Uh, but yeah. the other crap brother doesn't change his no. costume at all, which makes it all the more ridiculous. Like, if they were both wearing cowboy outfits, I'd be like, okay, that's funny. They're, like, changing their getup for whatever the theme is. But only one of them, like, Martin was like, I want to be a cowboy. And Chris was like, oh, God. I want to be a cowboy, cowboy baby. <laughs> I've been watching Vine compilations all week, and that one is on at least half of them. Speaking about a baby, one of the crap yes. brothers goes, "Yes." They they start talking about how they feel like all these baby animals. Like again, he, I know I talked earlier about the the crap brothers almost speaking like stoners, but that's a very like stoner thing to say to be like, "Bro, I feel like a baby right now." Because because Martin says, <laughs> "Being on the back of this horse makes me feel like a baby baboon <laughs> riding its mother." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Dude, you're on a. It makes you feel like somebody riding a horse. <laughs> Tone it down. Yeah. One of them makes the audacious claim: horses are better than cars. I wrote this down too. <laughs> yeah, no, because he's like, because he's like, horses can travel up to forty-five miles an hour. That's as fast as a car. Horses are better than cars, and I'm like. Cars can travel 46 and above. <laughs> like, let's not go nuts. This like, is what I love about the Crap Brothers, though, is they have such of, like, like, they sound so sure of themselves <laughs> in whatever crazy, ludicrous statement they make. No matter how incorrect it they, may be. They bought into their own BS. If they were just like, horses are actually our natural predators. Stay away from the horses. <laughs> They'll conquer us all. I'll be like, God. You. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so, but, 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 like, they're saying, like, you know, a horse can go anywhere and you just need to feed it and give it water. But it's just like, mm, no, nah, I'm not going to trade in my car for a horse, my man. Uh, and then they do a little bit of a whoa, pratfall as they uh, are they lead a horse to water and make it drink. I guess if you're watching it as a kid, it could be a fun pratfall, but falling off a horse is no like small deal. That's, I saw Sea Biscuit. I know how this could end. That's how Christopher Reeve uh, got paralyzed. I know, like Falling I was worried for I was legitimate I knew this was a stunt and I was legitimately worried for the Crap Brothers safety when getting I, thrown off this horse. Well when I say yeah, when I see like somebody fall off a horse in a movie, like I just my blood runs cold because I know what can happen. But then they come back to Animal Junction and there's another surprise waiting for them. Zebras! Uh, One of the Crap Brothers <laughs> goes, I love zebra mains. 
Good to know. Of course you do. That sounds like a Chris thing to say. <laughs> That's so Chris. That's so it's, Chris. It's a part of our weekly segment. That's so Chris. They do actually get into some interesting zebra facts. I liked, you know, it was like, you know, when do, when as an adult do I ever like put any thought towards zebras? Besides watching Planet Earth, yeah. Sure, but I've. You, I've never uh, seen. I've never oh, seen Will. Planet Earth. It's on my list. It's, it's on, on my list. Netflix. Will. It's on my list, dude. I'm. I know. I know. Uh, but like zebras, they walk together because when they're in a herd, that then a lion can't tell one from the other. I didn't know that. That's, That's cool. why they're striped. Yeah. <laughs> I also never considered that they were part of the horse family. It seems obvious in retrospect. Yeah. But I was like, zebras are zebras and horses are horses. But then I was like, oh, yeah, zebras are just kind of horses that are colored funny. Uh, and they also, they they wag their tail that way because they're brushing flies away from uh, other zebras' faces and from themselves. That's cool. I didn't know that either. Yeah, learning a lot of stuff here. There was a part where they zoomed in on the zebra's legs and the Crap Brothers were like, Look how strong the zebra is. It needs to run away from predators. And, like, these zebra's legs were really – what's it called when you have veins poking out? Viscosity? Varicose. Varicose or – I think so. Uh, whatever the term is. Oh, these, oh, oh, oh. It's no, like it's, Jinder it's, Mahal. It's not varicose. Oh, oh. oh. Viscosity? No, it's, Vis- not, it's vis- not viscosity. Uh, ooh. I know exactly. It's not varicose. That's uh, that's another thing with veins. Oh, Whatever it is, it was veiny. But, whatever it was, these there, were some diesel zebras. <laughs> like, th- I legitimately never considered this because you look at their legs from afar and they look skinny and stuff. But the zebras had like real buff, muscular legs. Like these zebras were ready to like throw down if need be. They never skip leg day. Then we get certainly not. Then we get to their our second dalliance into Zabu land. This one includes a bit more characters than the first time around. Uh, there is Goobel and Noggin Drill. I'm going to say it right here. Noggin Drill is my dude. No. Of all the characters on this show, besides the Crap Brothers, I, I, li- I like me some Noggin Drill. I actually think probably one of my f- – Goobel was probably one of my favorites as a kid. Interesting. Uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to go off of memory. So mm. it was either- I don't remember as a kid, but now – there's two reasons. One, I, I like uh, Nagadril's sort of anxious nature. He's mm-hmm. kind of got some like, oh, I, he's got to got an Eeyore vibe to well, him. Well, he, he, he's like Eero. He's uh, Nagadril's like Eeyore if he sounded like Ted Turner. <laughs> sure, because he's just like he's just like oh Zabumafu. Oh. <laughs> I, I I I don't know how I can get up on Zabumafu. Sorry, so, uh, you know. I love that about him, and I also think he's got a really cool character design. Mm-hmm. He's like a well, yeah, dog he, thing with a drill right, coming out. Right, of his because head. most of the other things are like just animals. He is like a small lion or a bear with a drill for a head, and it's just like this. What kind of puppet master? crap is this he it's such an original looking character and he's such he's got such a unique manner of speaking like you said like ted turner original character that like steal. uh Noggin drill could star in his own series it wouldn't be as educational as zabumafu but if you did like the adventures of Noggin drill like 10 minute episodes from zabumafu land I, that'd be all right you needed to tweak his character character a little bit but sure uh and then they run into a zabumafu which i might have to add is a terrible name yeah, of course it is. It's awful. They couldn't think of anything else. I do like how Zabubafuosaurus doesn't uh, sound like it looks. 
Yeah. Like you have one expectation of you how would think it's it looks sound. like Zabumafu is a dinosaur, but no, it just looks like a giant multicolored T Rex. But I also mean like its voice doesn't really match what it looks like. Yeah. But I like that about it. Yeah, I, I like Zabumafusaurus, and I noticed that. So the whole thing is like you know they want to take a ride on it, but Noggin Drill can't get up there, so Zabumafusaurus picks him up by her tail and uh, puts him on. They all get to ride, and I noticed like there's a shot of. Uh, Zabumafusaurus walking away and the sound it makes when it like stomps is the same noise that bullet bills make in uh, Super Mario World. Interesting. It's the Gudr, Like whenever they get launched. So yeah, there's your uh, second one. And uh, we're, we're coming to the end of the episode here uh, and I, I had one question. So, you know, it's the end of the episode. They're kind of talking about how cool horses are. And then we get into the, this animal is a friend of mine thing. So th- then it hit me like, okay, so they, we've got Animal Junction here, which clearly, you know, you'd have to take out a loan for. <laughs> like, so my question is, where do we get the money for this open air animal, not even an animal preserve. It's almost more like a bed and breakfast for for animals. So... You have the Krat brothers. They're right. just they're just kind of general adventurers slash animal experts. Are they the Nathan and Sam Drake of the animal world? Interesting. Like, where do they get their money? Like I said at the top of the episode, I took a more supernatural take with it. Like, the Krat brothers are these animal... They're like the watcher for animals. They're these beings that oversee animal culture. They have to introduce it to the children, and they have their magic junction that travels throughout the world. Right. And the main basis I have you mean, for do this— you mean, Do you mean the doctor? Exactly. Like, well, the doctor's—the logic for the doctor is different, but they're like a similar—I think the Krat brothers are cosmic beings, let's just okay. say. Um, because they decide to follow the zebras outside the front door of Animal Junction— and they go, where? One of them goes, where's the zebras going anyway? And the other one goes, oh, somewhere in Africa. And it's like, <laughs> so wait a minute, guys. Are you within walking distance of Africa? Mm-hmm. Or, or did Animal Junction teleport there? Yeah. That's what I like to think. It's the only thing that explains the tree that fell within. There, There is no rational explanation for where, like, how Animal Junction operates, but how they got it. Like, I'm not, I don't think that, wondering, I, don't think, I don't think the Krat Brothers themselves are as mythological as you say. I yes, think that they're. They built it. They're millionaires. And, and, this, and this, sort of, I think that they came into some sort of treasure and also, like, I was going to say they're opportunists, but that makes them sound like they're... I don't think these guys are shady, but they found this cool opportunity from, like, your wandering space deity of just, mm-hmm. like, here is a, you know, this 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 time and space junction. And just, like, we're going to use it to meet animals and learn all about them. And just, like, wow, I thought you were going to use it for crime or something. I here see you what you're saying. So you're saying Animal Junction is inherently magic. Yes. But the Krat Brothers are normal humans that, like, they were searching for... Aztec gold or something, mm-hmm. and they happened upon uh, Animal Junction was there before, and it them. was and it was gifted to them because they are pure of heart enough that they won't be corrupted by this amazing power, which you could use for literally anything. It's true; they're not interested in money whatsoever. No, they, they just like hanging out with animals. No, they they're dri- they're driven by knowledge and the love of nature. So I think that they're people who deserve to have the magical construct that is an, that is their christened Animal Junction. I think it's just the Junction would be what it's called. Just like it's Animal Junction because we're bringing in all the animals. 
Well, after 27 episodes, I'm glad we finally got into the bottom of this. Absolutely. Uh, did you have anything before we get into our feelings on this episode? No, let's get to the review segment. Okay, so uh, so this episode, Horses, what did you think? I wrote a lot about this. So in conclusion, I'm torn. <laughs> okay. I'll start with the negative and then I'll get into the positive. Go on, yeah. Uh, I don't think this show holds up very well from a visual perspective. The outdoor shots look really, really terrible yeah. in 2017. Um, and the editing is like really bizarrely amateurish. Mm-hmm. Amateur, amateur, you know what I'm trying amateurish, to say. Yeah. Amateur. Um, as someone who's edited video before, it breaks all sorts of rules of video editing in terms right. of smash cuts, jump cuts. Uh, cutting off people's sentences. Mm-hmm. I found the mixing of the audio to be really weird, especially with like the ADR, as we mentioned earlier at the top of right. the episode. Um, and sometimes things are edited in where like the space of things is really hard to understand. It's like, okay, so the Crap Brothers are over here and now we're cutting to Zabumafu. I also think the way that the claymation characters, when they come in real life, I get that it's like, oh, we got to keep things frenetic. So the kids like, oh, the claymation's still there. You're not learning too much. But as an adult looking back, it makes it downright almost unwatchable in those segments. You're like, oh, get that thing off my screen. Mm -hmm. Um, Though, I think uh, there's lots of positive things. Oh, yeah. One more negative thing I want to say is that Zabumafu's manner of speaking, his voice, the fact that he's really useless and doesn't come up with any good ideas. Like there's one part where the crap brothers are like, Zabumafu, what do you think we should do? And he goes, well, I think we got to get this tree out of here. It's like, (laughs) okay. Thanks. 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 Like, Zabubafu just kind of seems like a moron that hangs out with the Crap Brothers. <laughs> uh, the Crap Brothers are really the brains of that outfit. Right. And so I found Zabubafu's character to be super annoying. Okay. On the other hand, I, as an adult, got a huge kick out of the Craft Brothers. Mm-hmm. Their positivity is infectious. Their curious wonder that they look at everything with, again, infectious. But I also like looking at it as an adult and just being like, these guys seem like cool guys to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I love their late back California attitude. Whoa, it's a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I'd be pretty, I'd be like, whoa, horse. If a horse showed up at my magical junction as well. Uh, so I liked that about them. They're very charismatic. Um, I like how the show is very successful at being educational. Uh, Like, I never felt like the educational bits were getting in the way. Mm -hmm. In fact, as an adult, those were my favorite parts of the episode because I was actually learning. As someone who watches Planet Earth at the age of 22, it's kind of more heady. Uh, Planet Earth's something you could really seek your teeth into as compared to this. Mm -hmm. But I still got that same joy from like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that a baby horse was called that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I liked those segments. Um, I liked learning things at 22. So I'll say, um, I'll say this. I really don't really like watching this show too much. But there's things I can appreciate about it. Well, I mean... It's too bad that we committed to watching the rest of the show because it's going to be it's going to be a little while before we're done with it. I mean, listen, we've been talking about how we feel about Zabumafu for, you know, 27 episodes before this. I know that's getting old. We've gotten a lot of complaints uh, through email, uh, through Facebook, especially through the Tumblr community. We've gotten a lot of complaints about, you know, how we kind of rag on Zabumafu. No Zabumafu meme alerts this episode. No, no. I was kind of surprised. So I I wanted to get the positives out of the way as well. Like the Krat Brothers, it's funny because I mentioned earlier that when I was little, I used to always like to watch for Zabumafu and for the – 
for the Zabuland parts. Those are my favorites. And I actually kind of didn't like the live action parts. Now as an adult, I find that the thing that I keep coming back for is the Krat Brothers. Like the Krat Brothers are really engaging. And I appreciate that it's meant to be engaging for younger kids, but in being so enthusiastic about this subject, which can captivate anybody of any age, then it ends up being really interesting for me as well. And I genuinely like learning like facts about animals and stuff because that's kind of something that you never really do naturally as an adult uh like learn just facts about other things that aren't you know random pop culture minutiae that you don't ever really need to use but you know like actual useful stuff like about animals i thought that was really cool um the uh, the technical stuff didn't i don't have as much of a mind for it as you do so that wasn't what entered into my mind but kind of i mean i've been saying this for the entirety of this podcast, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> like, it's just, there's lots of quality kids programming out there. And I don't even want to say that this isn't quality. Cause I think that this is, it, it serves a need of just like education and fun, but it really strikes me every week of just like, man, I have no reason to be watching this as an adult and, and we'll continue to do so with Zabuma dudes here. And like, I don't want to bring the podcast down or anything. It's just like, if I didn't decide last year that like, Hey, I'm going to see this through Zabuma dudes, then I wouldn't be continuing to watch it just because there's nothing for me here. And a lot of the stuff is like, you know, like Zaboomafu himself and just like, oh, this is annoying. He's singing a song or like this is really kind of awkward in a way that's kind of fun, but also not real, like not fun enough for me to sink my teeth into. Mm. And, but all, like a, just like a little awkward. So it's a little funny, but not enough that I would want to watch every week, except I have been. If only there was like a more substantial TV show from the 90s era of PBS programming we could sink our Well, it's funny be- well, it's funny because watching this I'm just like maybe they were all bad. Like maybe and granted like you would you would never go back to like Barney and no. like expect it to be, but I kind of had a bit of higher hopes for Zabumafu and I'm not sure why because I feel like so with like this it all has to be the same. They all have to be of basically the same quality because they were all written for kids. So this one was written in a much simple, written and performed in a very simple way so that kids of every age can understand it. Like there's, there's no other show animated or otherwise that would speak to kids in a way that actually is kind of mature in a way that doesn't speak down to them, but can also speak across generations so that its message can be received by people. Of all different ages, not just kids. It's it, like it can't like it can't be. It's not like this convinces me that it's not possible. Like we could have chosen any other show. Cyber from, Chase, Zoom, Zoom, none of them. The Sesame Street, well, Mr. Mm. Rogers Neighborhood. Well, maybe Sesame Street, but you yeah, know, yeah. like I'm not even sure about that. Yeah. Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, like all that stuff. There's nothing, I'm convinced that there's nothing from 1990 like to let's say the mid 2000s that we could have done and certainly nothing that's still going on that's would really ever be worth doing a podcast about so do i regret doing zabuma dudes a little bit but you know i'm really gonna see this through i paid the money and uh yeah we're gonna keep doing it so sorry sorry to be a little bit of a a dour note there but i mean hey at least i have fun talking about it with you that that was fun and uh next week uh, we'll be talking about the next Zabumafu episode, uh, and that's going to be bath time. Wait, three, two, one. Bath time. That's right. We'll be talking about bath time. I hope to see a bathing baboon. 
I don't know what they're going to be giving a bath. Maybe a puppy. That'd be fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Zabuma Dudes. Uh, unfortunately, we've decided to uh, take the lines of communication down for this week. I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you guys. The reason I'm, I'm going to be taking a vacation and the reason I have is that I've been super stressed out because everybody has been emailing us, Facebooking us, uh, looking us up on Twitter and on Tumblr and even on Reddit, I hear. And they're complaining about the Zabumafu podcast that does nothing but just crap all over the show. And I'm, ti- I'm tired of hearing it, guys. So for this next week, I'm going to take a little bit of a, a mental health break. I'm not going to check any of that. That's right. We're not going to be checking zone. So do not email Zabuma Foods. Zabuma Food. Don't email Zabuma Foods either. That's our separate supplementary <laughs> podcast all about the food of Zabuma Food. Yes. But also don't email Zabuma Dudes.zone. Uh, it's just going to give you a bounce back. Yeah, our GeoCity site is actually going to be going down. Uh, I need you to find me the JPEG of the under construction yeah. uh, GIF. Yeah, I'm uh, on that. G- just because I need people to know not to sign the guest book in the next week. <laughs> Because we can't, we can't, we can't do that. Uh, yeah. So thank you for joining us for Zabuma Dudes. Uh, and yeah, of course you can uh, you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, getting a lot of you know negative reviews over on iTunes. But like I said, we're gonna stick this out. Zabuma Dudes. We've got more episodes to go, and we're gonna get to it. Bath time is next week. And uh, yeah, thank you, thank you very much for joining us, Lucas. Do you have anything more to say? We're going to the closet. We're heading out the door. Uh, so for Lucas Mancini, my name is Will Young. That is Zabuma Dudes for this week. Oh, uh, Lucas, I think there's uh, one more thing we got to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say uh, April, April Fools. We're the Episodic Arthur Podcast. We'll be back next week. Zabuma Fools sucks. I like the Crap Brothers, though. They're cool. They could chill. I love horses. I love, love horses, horses, horses. Can't stop thinking about horses. I got horses in Atlanta. I got horses in Atlanta. I love those horses. <laughs> <laughs>